listeners, we need you to imagine something. You're single. I know it's hard to imagine. You've met someone. <laughs> you've been on a few dates. And you've been texting a lot. And then one day, you kick off conversation where you left it the day before. Something friendly, maybe, maybe a little flirtatious, you know. And tumbleweed. Nothing. No response. Later in the day, you think, hmm, maybe they're just busy. So you send a you know, little nudge like, hey, busy? By the evening, you're, you're starting to think this needs a, you know, well, it, something must be up. They need to, you know, uh, hope not too weird. You'll give me an explanation. Next day, you're maddened that there's still no response. And this cycle continues. And you're, you're faced with a sense of humiliation that you've just been ghosted. Oh my God. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the show. And apologies because to some extent we've, we sometimes ghost you on a, <laughs> on a monthly basis when, <laughs> when we, uh, yeah, when we, when we don't get episodes out, but we are, we're working on doing that to a more regular schedule. Obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm Jake and um, this is the morality of everyday things. And in today's episode, we're looking at a very everyday moral issue, which is of course, when is it acceptable to ghost someone? And we'll define all that Ooh. and we'll go into some, <laughs> we'll define all that and we'll mm. go into to some psychology and, and, and some interesting stuff there. I love this because it's a very practical question and I have some strong views on this and we will, we will come to this. We will definitely um, come to So Jake, yeah, I'm sure that you'll ask me what's your view for context. I am single. You know, I am very often playing the dance where, you know, you're texting for a bit or whatever. Playing the games. So, yep. Oh, well, no, no, not playing the games. Just the old back and forth, you know. It's, uh, it's yeah. Part of dating. Mm. Especially with uh, with online dating and all, all the apps, Anthony, all the apps. Here's a quick definition just to kick us off, just so we're all on the same page. I mean, ghosting is, is pretty common parlance, but for the avoidance of ambiguity, ghosting is abruptly ending communication with someone without explanation. The concept most often refers to romantic relationships, but can also describe disappearances from friendships and or the workplace. Uh, and that's from Psychology Today. Wow. Can I very quickly tell you the worst ghosting story I've ever heard? I was, oh, well, you know, the next thing was, I was going to ask you, have you got any funny stories of ghosting or being ghosted? So jump ahead. Here we go. That's perfect. Okay. First of all, a terrible one. A friend of mine's sister, uh, Charlotte, if you're listening, hey, uh, hey Charlotte. Um, was dating someone. <laughs> so she'd been seeing this guy for a few months. They'd seen each other maybe 10 times plus. Um, right, he so lived a fair amount of times. So, yeah. I, so it'd be like weekends together and stuff because he lived outside of London. And then apparently one day they were supposed to meet up and he just texted like, oh, sorry, I don't think I can make it. And never texted again. And the worst thing was, you know, I, te- I, I said to her like, oh, like, Maybe he died or something. <laughs> and she was like, no, I still I, I still see his Instagram stories. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the man has no shame. Oh, uh, and now that's just that's just a sad story. Uh, but now, a re- well, kind of funny, morbid one. So apparently uh, Charlotte's brother has a friend. Apparently all my ghosting stories center around them. Has a friend. And apparently he'd been dating some for a while. And she invited him to come meet her family. Mm. And the night before, he just got super wrecked and slept in past his alarm and missed it. And he woke up to like tons of calls and texts like, hey, where are you? Like, you know, what the hell? You're supposed to meet my family. Was this the first he was time just he so was meeting them? This was the first time he was meeting the family? Yes, this was the first time he was going to meet her family. And he was just so embarrassed, he just never spoke to her again. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the dumbest reaction I've ever heard of, right? <laughs> Genuinely, so he just... Wow. That's so yeah. to 60. Yeah, just double down on stupidity and rudeness. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But sorry, some context from that article. Can, can, you, there was something you wanted to say on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, you've kind of... The Instagram thing about Charlotte was uh, is, a, is a good link to that because it says here, again, psychology today, people respond to being ghosted in many ways from feeling indifferent to deeply betrayed. 
Some believe that ghosting is inseparably intertwined with modern electronic communication, and the practice is a way to cope with the decision fatigue that can accompany dating. But others believe that ghosting is emotionally troubling given it offers no sense of closure. And I think that's, I mean, that's the painful thing about that story you were saying where, you know, she, you, you have these options to stalk people so you can see it's not like this guy, you know, this guy's still out there living his life. He just, for no clear reason, and you're being off. reminded of that fact. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There's, there's a sort of pain yep. to that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump ahead and, and talk about this. Um so I think the problem with ghosting is that yes, it's particularly painful because it's a very non-human experience to have a conversation with someone where they just don't respond, right? Because people don't do that in real life. There's nothing worse than like bumping into someone who's ghosted you and they just talk to you politely as if they didn't ignore your message, right? Mm. And so it's 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 a weird, non-natural, non-human way to interact with people. However, I think part of the reason it's so uncomfortable is because it doesn't reflect the way that you actually communicate with people as a human, right? Yeah. As a human being, you know, when you talk to someone, they don't, they, like, no one just elects not to respond. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. If, if you think someone's ignoring you in real life, you always have that kind of like, what, can they not hear me? Like, you know, or it's, <laughs> and, and that's so yeah, exactly. That's like maybe at a party, a kind of like, you know, someone might see you, not really acknowledge you, and already you feel hmm. a sort of sense of betrayed hurt. You're like, what the, what's going on with them? Yeah. yeah. So, did yeah. you did, did you see that new did you see that new movie Banshees of Inisherin? Right, I literally I put this in the notes to talk about that because that is such a funny example of this in in well not real life but like yeah yeah like you in real human interactions you just wouldn't do that you just wouldn't like one day when the other person thinks you have a closer connection suddenly be like oh I've decided we don't goodbye <laughs> uh, and that's the whole point of that the, the whole story of that movie is is that someone does that just one day decides now nah, we're not friends leave me alone and I, yeah I don't want to spoil it not that there's much to spoil there's not much of a plot but it's a fantastic movie and it's yeah it's such a funny concept I mean I guess the whole thing is kind of an exploration of like male friendship and and to some extent how poor communicators men can be i think apparently that's one of the themes but it, it's so funny because it's literally like you know they go to the pub every day colin farrell's characters is sort of like happy sort of cheerful slightly like stupid guy but he's just there and he's like why did you not come to the pub with me and everyone's like you had a fight and he's like no i don't think we've been fighting and then they just like <laughs> <laughs> he finally meets up with him and he's like why are you ignoring me and um and the guy's like i just don't like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and for a yeah, while he's a, like I can't like on a tiny that. island yeah he's like no you're joking you're pulling my leg and and then he's like no i you know i've decided i want to pursue bigger and better things i want to compose music and you're you're an idiot and you distract me yeah <laughs> it's so funny it's... i don't want to hang out yeah. yeah oh you know what you know what that that kind of arrogance reminds me yesterday i was um at a party right ah. There were a couple of people there, right? You know, we're having some drinks, and there were a couple of people there like, oh, no, sorry, don't drink. And then they kind of bumped, two, two people don't drink bumped into each other. And it was the most obnoxious moment of my life. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it just oozed like, oh, we're so much better. I, like, I don't understand why people drink. Yeah. It's like, you're in the middle of a fucking party. Like, what? Who, 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 do you, who are you trying to impress? Like, oh, maybe if I don't drink, I can be as great as you are, Mr. <laughs> Unemployed. <laughs> you know whatever uh it was it was so funny uh it, it was it, it was also like one of those things where it's like they say this and then they're like they're you know like secondhand smoking they're like secondhand enjoying our like drunk parting lively vibes yeah, right so selfish. they're they're being a little they're being a being a little being a little voyeur like listen if you like by all means if you don't drink that's fine but then don't come to a party and pretend that it's not you know that they're like it's not more fun because everyone else is drinking yeah yeah i mean because it's just something that like and, and, be, and being a bit lively and rowdy yeah right? relaxes social settings doesn't it that is yeah that is annoying. exactly but like fair. don't don't act like you're not getting a secondhand benefit here you you twat <laughs> and it was it, it was just it was just like to the face like mate like do you think you're better than me because oh fuck yeah, it was a really annoying moment and that kind of that kind of like i remember i had that feeling when i was watching that movie where it was like oh he thinks he's so great what he's playing a little bit of fiddle who cares? yeah 
Exactly. Um, to bring it back to the episode, the way we're going to tackle this is I'm going to talk through a little bit of psychology. We've got we've got some interesting ideas to discuss there. But then I think, yeah, we should we should basically aim to get to to a rule. And I mean, listeners, you might have your own rules. You might have your own opinions on like there's a certain cutoff after which, you know, ghosting is unacceptable. There's a certain cutoff probably at which you need to be if you're ending something, you probably need to do it over the phone or in person even send more than just a text. People will have rules on these kind of things. But yeah, I want to get into that. I want to see where we stand. Yep, I would I would like to say quickly my own kind of rough rules. You mentioned that article earlier. Some believe that ghosting is inseparably intertwined with modern electronic communication. And the practice is a way to cope with decision fatigue that accompanies dating. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of agree with that. Like, I personally think, I use the term fizzle, right? It's fine for things to fizzle. Mm -hmm. That's not ghosting. That's just, that's just fizzling, Mm. right? If ghosting is when someone say, you know, asks you a question and you don't respond. Yeah, there's a sort of non-mutuality about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're just having a a conversation that just kind of ends and then you just don't speak again, no one starts a new conversation, that's not ghosting. Yeah, I I think that's true. I've had people before who kind of have this thing where they're like, oh, if they go on like a date or two dates and they're not feeling it, they feel this need to like send an explanation or whatever. And I actually think, you know, because they're like, oh, because you don't want to ghost people. I actually think sometimes that's a little bit obnoxious. Like if we've gone on one date and like it was fine, but clearly neither of us are feeling it, it's fine for it to fizzle. Mm. You don't need to send me like a, hey, it was really nice to meet you, but blah, 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 blah. <laughs> best like, of luck with your life. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it, best of luck with everything. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. In many respects, that's kind of my my gut sense about this too, is that if it's a sort of mutually sort of faded thing, you know, if, if you go on a second date and then neither of you text again, it's not like one is really ghosted the other. I think where, where ghosting comes into play is probably one's like, hey, so that was really great. Like, uh, what are you doing this weekend? And then if you never reply to that, that's, that's ghosting and then you kind of yeah I, I suppose what the key is like what factors do you use at that point to determine what kind of an explanation or a breakup is owed that's true and even then like if it's post one date and someone asks something casual like that not responding to that even that might not be terrible it's a way of communicating like ah you know it's all about the, the, the expected mutual feelings so let, mm. let's talk through some of these theories yeah let's get into the psychology um so there was a really interesting talk stroke article by psychologist dr michelle druin i sent this to you ages ago just because i was like yep. wow this it's is from ted right? yeah and there's like there's one particular insight that i i took from this i was like huh That's really cool. It sort of resonated with me. She basically posits that there are three important sort of psychological theories in action when ghosting happens, and they are the following three. Number one, we do care about what other people think, and this is not a weakness, but a skill. This is the insight. I was like, holy shit, that's that's actually really cool, really true, really interesting, and, and we'll come back to that. The second is uncertainty reduction theory, which says that- Can we take a second to appreciate the term, I, I don't know why, I've never thought this before, the term, holy shit, how weird that term is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Reminds me of that holy cow meme where he's like, oh, yeah, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it's just a cow with like a free sat on. Sorry, sorry. So the first one is that we care about what other people think. This is not a weakness, but a skill. And you'll explain what that means because I don't immediately understand yeah, yeah. what that means. This is this is important. Sorry, we'll come back to that. The second is uncertainty reduction theory, which suggests that we have a need to reduce uncertainty, particularly about other people, in order to build relationships. It basically, one is one implication of that is we we care more about people that we don't know so well. But but second, it's just that sort of almost human narrative need to be like, how did things end? So imagine the situation where you've been on a couple of dates, you ask someone a question like, hey, do you want to go on a third date? And they never reply. That triggers this sort of painful sense of wondering, like, hey, what's going on? Like, why why are they not replying? That need for sort of narrative yeah, closure there's, 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 is, is an itch. I get you. So like, there's the doubt. Like, to be fair, it's the same reason uh, I have been guilty of this before. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember I was, at the time I spoke to a therapist. Um, and, you know, because the common advice, for example, is, you know, don't text an ex. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have before, I have before missed someone that I was seeing and sent them a text. Right. I, and I, I, I kind of pained over whether it was a good idea to text them at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was at the time talking to a therapist and they said, well, 
think about the outcomes, right? Like what, what's the, like, what's the goods, what's the bads? And I was like, well, actually, like, I think at the moment I'm feeling a bit anxious because I'm like, oh, are they missing me? I don't know. And actually sending this message, including non-response, at least answers the question, are they missing me? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I actually determined like purely for me to reduce uncertainty and to, which, you know, was a source of, of anxiety or anxiety is a strong word, but you know, a source of discomfort yeah, yeah. that made sense. So yeah, like we have a night, like uncertainty is uncomfortable and ghosting leaves people in a position of uncertainty because it's like, oh, are they taking a few days to reply or are they not interested? Yeah. Like sometimes it's, it's in some way more painful, but like it's better to, you know, get punched than it is to sit around waiting wondering <laughs> often the, the anticipation of the punch is worse than the punch <laughs> that's, that's just and truth to that isn't there no that's fair that's that's a really interesting example the third theory that links them all together is, is kind of an obvious one which is just that we're social animals we crave human connection and when you kind of take all these things together it provides quite a compelling psychological explanation of why of why ghosting ghosting can hurt so much we crave connection ghosting is a sign of weak connection more than that we crave closure and ghosting leaves ambiguous what other people think of us and what i meant with the first point about we care about what other people think and that's that's a that's a positive trait it's basically it's an adaptive skill let me explain that better actually because i i think that might be a missing link here what michelle says dr michelle is that we should care about what other people think as humans we definitely spend a good time thinking about what other people think of us and it's not a bad thing it's an important adaptive trait that means we can cooperate well as social animals any opposition you might feel to the statement may stem from well-meaning advice givers who in an effort to direct you away from self-criticism and anxiety have assured you that what other people think of you doesn't matter but what she's saying is yeah that's true but past a certain point you don't want it to become the sort of negative rumination the source of worry but equally the fact you know if you never if you didn't give any thoughts what other people think you're basically you're basically a sociopath or an arsehole right like <laughs> there's, yes there's, may I I am so, so, I'm so behind this. Like, I also feel like there's this kind of, there's this, I don't want to say cult of thought, but like, I, I remember I was arguing with someone about, they wanted to dye their hair blue. Mm. And I was like, I, I, and in fairness, I, you know, I don't mind that. Like different people, whatever. I was like, oh, you know, had you thought about what it might communicate to other people? And they're like, it communicates nothing to other people. And, and I said, you thought about what communicates to other people? Have you thought about why you want to do that? And they're like, I want to do it just because I want to do it. And it communicates nothing to other people, mm. right? Or like, and I don't care what it communicates to other people. And I was like, well, no, ironically, it communicates the fact that you want to communicate that you don't care, which is yeah. communicating and <laughs> wanting to communicate, right? It's a paradox. And, and, you, and, and you, have, yeah, you, have, you have consumed it as a cultural symbol, which is why you quote unquote want to, like you in a vacuum or, you know, in, in a state of nature, you wouldn't, you likely wouldn't just want blue hair right it, it, it means yeah. something so I'm, I'm a big fan of this like we're social creatures you should care what people think about you that's part of being human and there's you know there's there's a negative part of that but there's also a positive part of that we in the office sometimes as a joke because i incorrectly once said um i don't think bullying is that bad because uh, i was like <laughs> sometimes bullying is a feedback mechanism to like you know s stop being weird <laughs> i acknowledged that the problem was that by definition bullying is when it's too much it's not just negative feedback yeah. it's like hurtful or unnecessary or excessive right yeah. so i but now as a joke we often use the term constructive bullying when someone uh, gets a bit like do you know the term butthurt <laughs> gets a little butthurt <laughs> about something like oh i was just giving you some constructive bullying don't worry <laughs> but it's true I mean, and in some ways it's nicer when that kind of feedback is explicit because otherwise you know going to the uncertainty reduction theory if someone gives you a weird look and, and then you're like oh what's up and they're like no it's nothing it's nothing you're like Mm, what were they really thinking? You know, what's going on? Whereas at least if you're like, I think that looks, you know, you've got something on your face, you look stupid, you know, <laughs> it hurts in the moment, but you, you take that, you learn from that. That's a terrible example, but you know what I mean? And yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, like, okay, look, yeah. look, look, take, take, uh, no, another good example. And again, this isn't bullying. This is just feedback. Like, you know, you should care about what other people think. If someone tells you, hey man, like, 
you need to shower more or use deodorant. Like, <laughs> that, like, thank you for telling me. I'm going to do something about that, right? Yeah, and this is and and all of this is an aid of our um, ability to cooperate socially as uh, as as humans. We are social creatures. What's interesting as well, just just to sort of finally sort of cap that off, our thinking in these ways can become quite complex. If you say something, you might wonder. Ooh, like what did Ant think about what I just said? More than that, you can kind of go layers above that. You can be like, what does Ant think I feel about this considering what I just said? What does he think I think he thinks about this considering what I just said? And, and you know, you have, depending on how clever you are, I suppose, or, or neurotic, these layers can extend quite far. But these are complex ways of thinking that are actually employed by the most socially skilled among us to help us develop and maintain connection. This is something that we actually develop over time. If you think about toddlers and young children, they basically, they don't really consider the effects of their actions on other people. They make demands, care only about satisfying mm. their own needs. Uh, and it's only aged between sort of three to five, maybe, maybe even seven, that you develop something called theory of mind, where you recognize other people also have thoughts and feelings and you might affect them and, and you start to care more about those things. Oh. So I guess you grow empathy. Yeah, well, I can't re wait until I reach three to five. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. You're um, all NPCs. All of you are NPCs. Non-player <laughs> characters, for those who don't play, uh, play video games. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so to sum that up, it's basically when people advise us not to care about what other, think, uh, what other people think, what they really mean is care about that, but to a constructive degree, then forget about it. Don't don't get bogged down. Don't get sort of neurotic, anxious uh, about it, because ultimately you want to live your own life. Rather than don't care, it's don't care too much. Yes, exactly. You, you know, you still want to express yourself. You want to be your own person. You don't want to totally you know conform to other people's expectations but equally you don't want to be this like unempathetic arsehole who <laughs> just like is incapable of caring about what other people think otherwise you end up like um christian bell's character in like american psycho or something like that so yeah i was really offended the other day someone told me that i remind them of that person i was like what the fuck <laughs> like the biggest insult possible that's some significant feedback right there my friend you need to <laughs> i know need to think about what you're they, they said it they... <laughs> I think I think it's just because I think it's just because I like was watching what I eat and go to the gym and they're like you're like that guy and I'm like, no <laughs> it's called American Psycho <laughs> you know it could have been flattering it could be I'm not American Christian Bale. that's how I took it. <laughs> constructive and forget about it <laughs> anyway sorry that's the psychology um, <laughs> silence <next>. NPC. <laughs> Let's return to the key question at hand because we don't have loads of time. We've kind of given your definition, but and now that you're armed with the knowledge of the sort of psychology underplaying this and, and how painful it can be, what's your rule? Where do you stand on ghosting specifically? And you can apply that to romantic or sort of other relationships. Uh, we discussed it a little bit, but like, I think it's all about how much you think it is going to affect the other person. Like any time that the other person is clearly emotionally involved, and that could be after one or two dates, depends how emotionally intense it was. Maybe you had sex and you know that's a big deal to them mm. if you're if it's not going to happen afterwards or it's not going to continue afterwards you, you owe it to them which is a really cheesy way of basically copping out and saying like it depends mm -hmm. but rough rules rough rules i would say less than and i drew the distinction between fizzling and ghosting i would say generally never ghost um but fizzling is fine yeah and 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 i would also i would also say because i've had before i've had where like i have you know, told someone, hey, look, really sorry, like, you know, I'm not sure this is right or, and, you know, shouldn't keep saying. And then they'll, like, say something afterwards and I may not respond to that. Mm. At that point, it's not ghosting anymore. I've made, I've made my position clear. You know, they'd be like, oh, you know, maybe we can still meet up or something. And, you know, I'm, I have once or twice not responded to quite a thing like that. At that point, I don't think it even counts as ghosting. You've made clear, you've, there is no uncertainty. Mm. This might not be a funny story, but I feel like I recall this happening with Potato Girl. 
<laughs> oh god yeah um just for, for context potato girl is just we were out for dinner and she was looking at the menu and she goes oh my god and I'm like, what is it and she's like they have potatoes i love potatoes <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i have never this was a red flag i've never seen someone so interested in a basic carb uh, i mean people say it like i love carbs or whatever but like it was the most emphatic reaction it was yeah i mean no one should love potatoes that much uh, i also love the expression red flags i love them I, and i kind of love the arbitrariness of like where people what people determine as red flags and maybe that was more of an ick than a red flag <laughs> red flag is like a warning sign and an ick is just something that makes you like oh like uh, i remember as well an, an old an old partner used to like love porn star martinis and anytime they'd open the menu and i'd see it i'd be like oh god and they'd read it and go oh porn star martini and i was like <laughs> <laughs> you're wincing already I'm like, oh no i see what's yeah going. speaking of x i yeah i did i did a tiny bit of i don't know just some sort of like not that serious research on this but came across some funny examples there was actually there was a guy who compiled this list of like annoying things of life in london these aren't london related at all but it's just sort of something that made me laugh it's just like friends who text back slowly uh are really painful acquaintances who text back immediately are just as painful <laughs> and it's yeah so and, true and, and then another thing was just from reddit i was kind of i was looking into this to kind of sample like you know what does what's the general consensus on ghosting do people have sort of internet rules about this and uh, there's a quote here that says i'm a female i've been ghosted and i've ghosted it's become part of online dating in this day and age here's my rules one if you've met up in person then you should send a text i think it's horrible to ghost someone once you've broken the online barrier if you've re regularly been talking for over a month i think also text if it's been sporadic awkward messages here and there then you could maybe ghost but if you've been having ongoing conversations and talk regularly i think you should send a message then she says something about bumble that's actually not that relevant but that's interesting oh, she's interestingly saying, her yeah. bar is her bar is very low her bar is yeah. extremely low because she's basically like she's talking about ghosting when you've just been talking with a stranger on a dating app that's not even ghosting that's just stopping talking yeah i i picked this one just because this was like in response to the question that had been done on our credit this was like the top voted answer so i just i thought that was like an interesting kind of sample survey of, of, of what people think but yeah i think that's uh that's interesting to touch with um some philosophy in a previous episode we talked about the easy aid principle i suppose it's sort of similar to good samaritanism but it's basically like if an act doesn't cost you very much and it's it's a moral value you should do it and to that extent i think you know not ghosting i.e sending a text just kind of providing enclosure surely fits into the theory of easy aid would you not agree yes but i would say that like don't underestimate the stress i mean you, jake you've not been single for quite a while don't underestimate the stress of the uh the like soft breakup text you know with someone you've not really been seeing like it's it so i don't know that easy, easy aid is when it's like ridiculously easy for you but i could see some argument like look it's just a text you can just send it and then close your phone like maybe you feel a bit uncomfortable but grow up um <laughs> and it it hurts you a lot less than it hurts them <laughs> Yeah, but I suppose you're right. There's a kind of there is an emotional pain associated with him writing that text. You're like, oh god, how's this person gonna feel? You know, it's it's. I suppose it's the general human guilt you feel about making anyone feel bad ever. But obviously, it's kinder to to do that than just to like <laughs> lead someone on forever. No, I, I I take that point. Maybe easy aid doesn't actually apply because there's a there's a sort of emotional toll on you even of sending a polite text unless you've just got it saved as a template and you're like, bam, dealt with that one. On to the next. <laughs> you've gone on too many dates if you have a template. <laughs> i'm imagining one of our friends is now sort of newly in this position so it's 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 sort of funny watching him <laughs> watching him navigate the world of online dating and, and having to manage sort of he's like god i think i need like a channel manager now i, I, I you know I, <laughs> I need an admin assistant mm. um not that he's like mm. sort of prolific but i think it's it's a new world for him too which is which is quite funny if anything quite the opposite <laughs> <laughs> i need a lead generator i'd sooner i'd sooner oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs an admin to do all the swiping, not to handle all the inbound. <laughs>
<laughs> maybe both maybe both no i'm just teasing i'm sure he does fine for himself i liked your opinion i think the it depends on the level of emotional connection stroke sort of yeah it's all about how much you think they're gonna care like which could be after one day if they're really intense and really into you it could be you know whenever mm. it, it could be it could be if you've gone on three dates but it's all been very casual no big deal yeah i think that's fair i think that's very fair. actually better to fizzle like to be fair anytime anyone sends me direct questions i would probably say like look sorry it's not for me but if it fizzles it's fine and most people kind of understand fizzling is what that means cool we should wrap up thank you for listening leave a review share with your friend share with your mom and hey maybe i'll ghost you one day <laughs> chat to us on if you like as well uh, take that calendly link come chat to us we've had some great conversations with listeners given us plenty of ideas for future episodes so let us know what you want us to discuss what you want to hear about and uh, yeah we'll be back soon with more episodes see you later much love guys adios